you're listening to Haunting Me Human, a podcast about sex, death, and the taboo, interviews and personal experiences of all things related to the human existence, with your main host, Brittany O'Leary. Aloha, and welcome to Hauntingly Human. My name is Brittany. And I'm Kyle. Kyle. And <laughs> this is Hauntingly Human, and no, I have not come up with a new intro. Uh, I'm always going to say aloha for no reason. I've never been to Hawaii, nor do I have any relation <laughs> to the Hawaiian Islands. From here on out, I think I'm going to be using, what is up, guys? Where is that from? It's actually old Knife Banter from old school Blade HQ. The first host of Knife Banter from like three years ago. He used to start off everything with, what is up, you guys? And I just, I don't know, it just it kicked it off to a good mood. I think it's good. A good mood, yeah. It's so does so Aloha. You know what else kicked it off to a good mood? My interlude. Yeah, there's a lot of moaning. I really thought it was her when she made it. Just as an FYI, the moaning is royalty-free moaning. <laughs> hashtag royalty-free moaning. First hashtag I, on the podcast. He thought was. I literally moaned into the microphone while my music was playing. Well, at least give them like the background. She runs into my office while I'm at work because I work from home now. And she interrupts everything, and she's like, you got to listen to this. And to preface that even, she says that I can't come into her office for, like, 25 minutes because she's going to go record something. So when you went into your office to record something, I assumed that you were recording the vocals to your, like, intro. So when you came back with moaning, I'm assuming the reason you didn't want me to come in here was because, like, you were sitting there moaning into the microphone and then putting, like, drum and bass behind it. No, it's because you no-knock warrant me and I'm busy doing things. Hey, if the government can no-knock warrant people, <laughs> so can fucking I in my own goddamn This house. is not about politics. This is my own fucking house. Honestly. <laughs> no-knock warrants. That was rule number one. I am not discussing world events. I'm probably going to break that one a lot. On this podcast. <laughs> um, so... What is up? <laughs> uh, welcome back. We are back in the biz. Um, it took me a few months of asking, and he said no repeatedly. And then I got some other co-hosts, uh, part-time co-hosts, and he had a hissy fit that I wasn't using him as a co-host. So this is our intro with my permanent co-host, uh, <laughs> and I guess we're gonna just <coughs> go for it. Oh, what? Just laughing at how choppy you're talking right now. To be fair, we're really rusty, and um, I'm two beers deep, which is the equivalent of like four beers because I don't drink like that anymore. Oh no! Gone are the days of Jameson podcasts. Speaking of Jameson podcast, let's talk about the death of the naughty strawberry. Yes. So, obviously, oh, there, that's good. It's with the theme of hauntingly human. And this is the Death reason. is life and life is rebirth. 
this is the reason that she needed a permanent co-host to reel her back in before she goes on a 52 minute tirade about a hazy IPA. Um, yeah, you know, one of my favorite podcasts is True Crime Garage. And every time they pop the bottle cap and then they review the beer and they're like, oh, this is from blah, blah, blah. All right, anyways, I'm not getting my work involved with this because it's from my work, so. Um, anyways, death is rebirth. Rebirth is, yes. Anyways, the nice strawberry is no longer. Uh, a lot of people have asked what went wrong there. Um, you're really good at summarizing things, uh, and then I can just add in the details. What is your little blurb? And remember, I said least amount of slander. <laughs> Okay, so the I think the best way to put this in the most correct fashion, there were differences of opinions on how to proceed between the incumbent co-host and the my wife, and between that disagreement fueled by the fire of my wife now having me to talk to all the time, it just made her realize how much dead weight she was carrying on the podcast. And even though I'm trying to keep this on a positive track, certain parties didn't feel like they were getting enough out of it, even though they weren't putting as much in. So it was just an amicable parting of ways. Was it? Uh... I would say it was amicable. I mean, there was no bloodshed. <laughs> So, yes, that, that was good. That was very good. Um, you really worked your way through that one. Very proud of you there. Um, but, yeah, so that's where we're at. And I just decided, well, um, so it really wasn't amicable. Uh, there was a little few hour back and forth where... There were some passwords changed and then rechanged yeah. and then rechanged to the rechange. So anyways, that was just negative vibes, you know, I'm all, I'm all vibey. Uh, so we decided to cut it there instead of rebirthing the naughty strawberry, even though that was my baby. And I will, um, capital my underline my baby. Um, so <laughs> yeah. But yet I was supposed to not slander someone. This okay. Is funny. That's not slander. That's fucking truth. Okay, then let's cut to the chase. No, 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 we're done. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so that was my baby, and I just decided that it needed to die, because as is most things in life, I just kill whatever version of me I'm over with. Sometimes the fruit gets rotten and you throw it away. And here we are. Um, so yeah, that is that. So in any case, um, we are podcasting on a new form now uh before we used adobe whatever the fuck i didn't do that part so <laughs> so now uh it's just me doing everything and um i apologize if it's a little odd at first but anyways we have a mic we're on anchor it's going to distribute it to all the podcast places that podcasts are and uh <laughs> what <laughs> All the places that podcasts are. Yeah. Uh, Spotify. Maybe SoundCloud. Not sure. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Anchor, obviously. Maybe some other random ass bullshit here and there. Pornhub. Pornhub. <laughs> um, so yes. Segwaying into this podcast. 
is not just a kink podcast. It is called Hauntingly Human. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that since you have a face? What what did you think when you first For heard it? Anybody new to my wife, new you you have to understand that my wife is the type of person who most people when they ride a bus, they just go, "Man, this is a smooth bus ride." My wife goes, "Man, this is a great bus ride." I think I want to learn how to drive buses. I think I want to get my CDL license. I'm going to do this. And then six weeks later, my wife is a fucking bus driver. <laughs> so this podcast is going to encompass all of the things that my wife loves in the world. And she's just going to sprinkle them in. Sprinkles. One of the things that my wife did was baking. We're no longer baking. Now we're going to deal with dead people. So... <laughs> She's gone from decorating cakes to now she's going to decorate your relatives before you put them in the ground. It's going to be a good show, guys. It's good stuff. We've got death. We've got sex. We've got controversy. Controversy. <laughs> it's like a soap opera, but more But we don't have politics. No politics. No politics. So it's like um, NBC before 4 p.m. Listen, we would have done this sooner, but 2020 was a weird time. Um, and... I think you only remember the sprinkles because you're staring at a wall of sprinkles. Smattering of other things as well, but yes, yeah, sprinkles. <laughs> um, so Hauntingly Human, that name was created because... Uh, <laughs> because I stole the other name from my podcast. Okay, you stole it and then realized it was a thing and then you were mad. And also then you just, true. Yeah. So he came up with a podcast name for himself and he was going to fucking rival me. And it was going to be called The Shit Show, and that's already taken. So, so if anybody knows he the came owner crawling the, back to me. <laughs> anybody knows the owner of The Shit Show podcast, tell him I'm coming for him. And, um, yeah. So, Hauntingly Human, obviously. I love all the spooky things. Um, so that was the Hauntingly part. I never really have a game plan for most things. Um... Uh, and then the haunt, just, just the whole thing was because people usually DM me and they're like, oh my God, you do all these things. Like, how do you do all these things? And I think people have an idea of me that <laughs> is not the reality of me. Well, it's pretty damn close to the truth. No, like, no. What I'm saying is like. If you say like one more time, I'm walking out. I fail a lot of things. No, you don't. I do. Like, I said like, um, I don't know. People think it's just easy for me to do all these things. No, it's because most people have reservations about things. You are the person who's like, I can't fucking swim, but that deep end looks really fucking cool. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump in. And if I drown, <laughs> then fuck it. If not, somebody will save me. You forgot, I do photography. Did you mention that? No. Oh, yeah. That, you reminded me, because um, I did a photo shoot today with a friend, and uh, my mentor for photography, Johnny Boy Photography, a uh, little shout out there, uh, he was like, hey, why don't you send me the settings? And I sent him the settings, and he said, why did you put the shutter speed at this? And I said, John, I don't know the fucking rules. I just do it. And <laughs> that is... Hauntingly human of me. 
What? I just tied that together beautifully. My wife literally's entire life could be summed up in a few words. Fuck around and find out. Anyways. <clears throat> the cool thing about Anchor is when we're having a little episode, I can just click the stop recording and... Um, Completely kill her husband's train of thought in five seconds. I'm sorry. Like so... A mute button. <laughs> um, back to business... What this podcast is going to be about is a little of everything. I'm going to have a lot of guests on. Um, what? Nothing. Why are you rolling your eyes? Because you still haven't explained what you're going over. I am right There's now. All of the things. All of the things. It's hard to explain. We got. I got some uh, episodes on episodes. Episodes. <laughs> episodes on the calendar. Um. <laughs> I have Brooke. We're talking about polyamory this uh, Wednesday. What? It's a lot for a Wednesday. I wow, know. Wow, that's a, that's a big Wednesday. That's a big Wednesday. Oh, and permaculture. I think I think I said that word right, or made the right word. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get there on Wednesday. Uh, I got Jamie Keto, uh, bionic goddess. She is coming on. My that is the co-host that sent you over the edge. You were like, no. What? Oh, I need to be on your podcast. You got another no, secondary it's not that. co-host? It's that, no, it's... It, it, before everybody gets up in arms and thinks that I'm some fucking whiny little bitch, it's not <laughs> that. It's the fact that I didn't realize that it was going to be other people other than you talking on here. Because it's one thing... You're going to monologue when, it? No, but when you, when you ramble, you do tend to come back full circle... But if you have somebody else on here and you're trying to get information, especially like good, solid information, I love you to death, but you are the absolute worst when it comes to getting to the point with someone. Like getting, getting information out of someone with you is like long division, which for anybody who know, doesn't know my wife that I well, like to math about- is her worst subject. On the contrary. Okay, so she's starting to dabble in accounting. <laughs> but I had to take her first three tests for her. But again, it's it, it's the fact that she cannot just break down a question. She'll always end up with a question inside of a question inside of a question. And they're all on different aspects of the same a, yes. subject. That's hauntingly human. No, that's hauntingly fucking annoying because people are going to have a migraine trying to follow the path that you've laid them on. No, that's for you who thinks just logically. People that are listening to me aren't logical or they're going to be listening to me. You're like, guys, you're not logical. Anyways. So, why are you here on my podcast? To keep me on track? Keep it on the rails. And to throw a witty quip or two. I have news for you. Those podcasts are scheduled during your work hours. Great. It'll be a great two-hour break from my work day. Oh. Right. Anyways, what are you going to talk about on the podcast for our listeners? According to my loving wife, she would like my opinion, even on things that I may not be extremely well-versed in. And unfortunately, to my own odd credit. I over-research everything, so even the things that I don't know about, I will still read up on before we sit on the podcast and probably end up knowing more than her. Wow. Because for those of you who don't know, on the Naughty Strawberry, 
I did most of the research that led to the question. I had notes every time. And most of your notes came from me. Anyways. No, but you're also going to have your own episodes. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm going to have my own episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Communication is already breaking down. All right. I need to go back. I have notes for this one. I have notes for this one. We were asked a few things when I put up uh, a little question box on Instagram. Is this where we insert the Jeopardy theme song? No, I'm not that advanced. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe in a few episodes. Tune in in three episodes. We got you. Thanks to this <laughs> lovely application, we are now on pause number four. Only what is, I believe, 20 minutes into this episode. And we have literally already stopped to save four times. And I'm the neurotic one, ladies and gentlemen. And other people who may identify as something else. Any unicorns out there, let me know. I love you to death, but it's already past my bedtime. And I don't have time to do this again. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we need to... All right, hit me. Go a little about who we are. <laughs> and our upbringing. Bum, bum. Uh, Who would you like to go first? Since you're holding the sheet of paper like an interrogation sheet, bring it. Tell me about your upbringing. My upbringing. The people want to know you. When I was when I was young, when I was insulin, I was placed in a burlap sack and beaten with rakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get it together. Then, on the good times, I was handed a single Lego and told to make a good time of it. A single Lego? No. All right. So in, I in honestly reality, do believe that. I, I, yeah, that's actually very true. It was a one toy at a time regiment where I would always place the one toy back in the box before I got another toy out. There was a rule. And the funniest thing is, and you literally met my grandmother, and I'm pretty sure she tells every fucking person Are you telling the, truth the now? same thing. I'm dead serious. This is, this okay. is real. And the the thing that tells you the most about my childhood was go. when my cousin and I were sharing a play area. I was probably six years old at the time. And my cousin had dumped the entire bin of toys on the floor to start playing. And my grandmother came in after he left and said, you're going to help me pick this shit up. And I looked my grandmother square in the face at like five or six years old and said, I ain't cleaning that shit up. <laughs> Dead serious. It's the first time I ever cussed at my grandmother. I said, I ain't cleaning that shit up. And the reason why was because I had pulled one toy at a time out. It was my cousin's dumbass who had flipped the whole box. Fast forward now, he's living on welfare, not taking care of his single child with a wife that he's no longer with, and then took the wonderful disbursements checks from this government to travel out to California. Let's look at the difference in our upbringings. Least amount of slander. No, oh, that's slander possible. in my family. Fuck that shit. That's allowed. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, so long story short, military raised. I had no life until the age of 19. I had no friends. I was the kid in the back of the classroom that everybody was worried was going to be the school shooter. 110%. I was... I was a buck eighty soaking wet when I graduated high school. Thought I was fat. Oh yes. So if anyone does not know, my husband. I mean, like from the outside of the podcast, you're gonna know. But like later down the line, if anyone's tuning in and has not seen my husband, 
He is currently now 6'2". 3'15 as of this morning. 315 pounds. So, yeah. He's come a long way since um, <clears throat> yeah. the school shooter days. And on top of it, I was socially awkward because I was taught how to be at a business room, not not a social table. So, making friends wasn't exactly my strong suit. Yes. So, in conclusion to who you are, it is... Overly well-educated, know way too much about too many things, and I am just a weird person. But you're personable. Now... You get compliments on being personable. It's a very weird thing when that happens. <laughs> um, and I can sum up your upbringing in like a few words. Perfect, because I can't. I know. What? What? Okay, keep going. Go. You giving me hand signals? Did you just tell me to steal third? <laughs> no, my wife's entire upbringing was, was literally, Mommy, I want it, and her mom going, Okay. Wow! That's her whole upbringing. Oh my god, you're a piece of That's shit. That's wrapped up in a huge ball right there. Mommy, I want it. No, I really want it. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's how I feel like your entire childhood, like wrapped up in a nutshell. Holy shit, you're a piece of shit. Even when I've talked to your mom, she's literally said, I'm sorry for the way I raised her because it's the reason that she is the way that she is now. What? <laughs> I would fucking stab you right now if I could. I don't have any weapons in here. That's your fault. It's a damn good thing we're not recording this in my office. <laughs> um, so, I was raised <laughs> by a lovely woman. Oh, a wonderful woman. <clears throat> a very hard-working woman who worked for... the. <laughs> And a I, town oh. for many years and just retired because of how hard she worked. We are both only children. So Yeah, but you really had the only child life. Yes. I had like the only child with the please, sir, may I have another toy, please? <laughs> you were like, Mommy, I fucking want it! Fine. You were literally the reason that I cried in Target. Like because, like, I'd be walking behind my dad, and like, but, but, like, it's a really cool action figure. And I had to, like, make a fucking 16-point bullet presentation. Uh, like, I was trying to get a board share of a fucking company just to get a goddamn action figure. Meanwhile, you're fucking two aisles over throwing a tantrum, getting the whole fucking aisle handed to you. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm flabber flabbergasted. <laughs> um, in any case, <clears throat> my hard childhood spoiled rotten. Um, led me to where I am today. Opposites attract, honey. <laughs> um, all right, glad we got that out of the way. Thank you for doing my part no problem. of the upbringing. I appreciate that so much. Stop shaking your leg. I bet I can hear it on this fucking recording. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on to another question that we got asked. Brief pause. <laughs> Brief pause. That break was at seven minutes, not four minutes. So fuck you. I got longer this time. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. 
Uh, <clears throat> and that saved your ass because we had to start that over. So you're welcome for the new podcast shindig. Here we go. Heavy hitter. Not really. I'm easy human. What are our passions? What is your, What are your passions? That is what the people want to know from me. Passions are training, training in multiple res- multiple respects. It's not just weightlifting. A lot of people think it's just weightlifting. I like to train a lot of things, including my mind. I research a lot. I read a ton. Not books. I find I find stories to be terrifyingly mind numbing. But like manuals information i love i intake a ton in a day um but now training weightlifting good steel not just in the gym but good tools good knives good axes swords whole nine um firearms good training in firearms tactical proficiency hand-to-hand combat proficiency physical proficiency just making sure that I am at the the best state of being that I can be at all times. Other passions of mine. Um, I am a huge nerd. I love movies. I love TV shows. I love anime. I am not into tentacle porn before anybody asks. Just anime. No hentai. Um... I think that's about it. I used to be really into cars, but then they just got way too, way, way too expensive. It, it's a very sad moment in life when a car guy stops going, how much horsepower does it have? And starts asking, what's the gas mileage on it? And do I fit? Well, <clears throat> to be fair, gas mileage in this economy is imperative. But yet apparently... We're not going political. But that wasn't. I there. didn't say Joe Biden's America. Oh, there it is. There it is. That took five seconds. Anyways. Moving on. <laughs> um, but no, I, I used to be a big car guy. Still a gearhead, but just don't like spending too much money to then spend more money to then spend more money. So unfortunately, though, being a gearhead is a passion of mine. It's more of a uh, passion from afar now than it used to be. But right. I think that's all of my passions. I do occasionally game. Video games have become a bit of a thing since working from home now. But uh, that's more of a... Uh, it's not really a passion. More of a mind number to get my brain to stop racing at the end of the day. What are your passions? Other than everything you want to be good at. Yes. I like being good at things. For three to five months at a time. XOXO. I like to be good at things. Pole is a new one. She likes the pole. I have a pole in my house now. It was a wonderful experience to have to install a brand new stripper pole into your house. With your dad. With my father. (laughs) Okay. So, I like creating. I like a finished product. Uh, what? Why likes, are you laughing? She likes a finished product, but then she likes to whisk away into the distance while her finished product sits in the background. Yes, I'm done. There it is. Look at me. Look at my thing. That's what I like. I like attention for the thing I did, and then I like to leave the thing I did and do another thing, and then get attention for the other thing, 
That's an honest answer. I will give you that. That was probably the best way you could have answered that. Thank you. That is... That's her passion. That's my... attention. <laughs> her passion is attention, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. My passion is attention. You know, some people go through their life not knowing that. And here I am. I know. It was that. a great Thank moment. You. We have, we have in, in 25 minutes of this podcast, roughly, gone over the fact that you are spoiled ass rotten and love attention. We are really getting to the core of the issues here. <laughs> This is like therapy. This is, that Hauntingly Human is a therapy podcast. You just lost half your viewers right there. Anyways. All right. Viewers or listeners? Listeners. Uh, but we could start recording the podcast and the people could see us. That's weird. All right. So I'm real ugly. People do I have a voice and a face for radio. I'm not going into that right now. Um... So, do you want a heavy hitter or like a medium hitter? Let's get the heavy hitter out of the way. All right. What? Oh, God. (laughs) What do you appreciate about me? And what do you appreciate about women in general? Are we talking about from like an attraction standpoint? I don't know. Okay, so this was Do clearly, both. this was a question that was asked by somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what I appreciate about you, on a non-physical sense, is I appreciate the fact that you are very much so like me. And by the way, one of very few people that I have ever met like me, that if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Like, it's not if, it's not anything but when. And what I mean by that is, is that, like, I've met plenty of people that say, I'm going to be a good photographer. Okay. 20, you know, 20 minutes later, they might be on to the next thing. Or two weeks later, they might be on to the next thing. Some people never even get it off the ground. You are somebody who, every single time you've said you, you were going to do something, I know you're going to do it. And I think that's awesome. And I think it's even more awesome that you don't let anybody stand in your way when when you do that. Like, you literally are just like, I'm going to do this. I don't care what you say. I don't care how many people tell me it's not going to happen. I'm going to do it. And that's great. And that is literally the coolest thing to me. And also kind of intertwined with that, so like I'm going to keep that in the same thing, is the fact that I love the fact that you have a way of being yourself regardless of who is around you. Like, you could literally, like, there are very few people that walk into any room and they're the exact same person. Very, very few people. And pretty much since the day I met you, you have been, obviously, different people, but always yourself. And, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter how many things you absorb, how many different, you know, circles, people, all of these things that you have been involved in. You've always maintained being yourself. And I have, I literally, I think I can count on one hand how many people that I know in my life that have genuinely held to that. Because, like, there's always little minute differences. Like, you know, they, they want to quiet down about this or, you know, cater to somebody's needs on that or whatever the hell it may be. And, like, I could never be with somebody like that because I don't know how to do that. And that sounds very, you know, selfish and whatever, but it's not that. It's the fact that... 
I don't feel like I'm being honest with people if I'm not being the whole me. And if I was with somebody who did that, I would feel the whole time that like, okay, you know, if you're that good at not being yourself, then, you know, how good are you at hiding other things? And like, sure, I may not lead with something. Like, I'm not going to walk up to somebody that I know is a anti-gun person and be like, hey guys, guess what new gun that I just got? But at the same time, if I walk into a group of people and they're having a discussion about something I have an opinion on and they ask for my opinion, I'm not going to water down my opinion to cater to their needs. And you're the same way. Whereas a lot of other people I know who I do care about, but at the same time, not nearly to the same level because they water down their opinion for the sake of the conversation. And to me, it's like, it's like, dude, if you're really these, like, these people's friends and you're really like, you feel like they're that close with you, why should you have to water yourself down to be around them? They should care just as much about your opinion as you do about theirs. I'm never going to ask somebody to change their opinion because of me. But at the same time, I ask them to respect mine the same way I respect theirs. And that's something that even more so these days, like everybody has seemingly forgotten how to do. Like, I don't care. This isn't even political. This is just, <laughs> this is just an honest to goodness truth is that like if everybody sat down right now and realized what the root issue of damn near everything we're going through right now is the fact that we have entirely as a populace forgotten what it is to agree to disagree. I don't care what the issue is. You can name the whole gambit up one side and down the other of everything that this country and this world is going through right now. We have forgotten as a group what it is to agree to disagree and to have a difference of opinion and to coexist with other people who have a difference of opinion. Because we have allowed fear to seep so deep into everything that we have forgotten how to be human. And humanity is literally living around other people and agreeing to just exist, even though you're, what you perceive as fact may be different from what I perceive as fact. And what you perceive as your reality may be different from what I perceive as reality. And if you can't, if you've lost your capacity to exist in a group of people and just understand that just because you believe something different than I do, that we're somehow enemies now, then that's that. What the hell is your problem? Just stay home. Because it's a miserable existence. And that's something that I've never seen come out of you. And that is the coolest thing to me. Because I have seen people get downright nasty with you. And all you literally looked at it and said was like, dude, you just don't have an argument. And like, that's something that would come out of my mouth. And it's the coolest thing. Because like, at no point did you ever let that shake you to your core. So like, in on obviously there's physical aspects too. But on... Uh, on the non-physical end, and the thing that I find most endearing about you is the fact that regardless of anything, you are without a doubt yourself. And that is the coolest thing to me. Because it is so rare. I don't care. Like, there's, you know, everybody can up one side and down the other. Oh, well, you know, she's got a great mind. That's great. But at the same time, if you have all of those things, but then you can't be yourself, what the fuck is it all worth? And that's what I'm talking about is like, don't get me wrong. Like there's 90 things that I can fucking list off right now or more that I love about you. But at the same time, that is the one thing that above all makes it all worth it because that's it. Like that's the one thing that it's just like, I don't have to ever worry about the who you are. You are you. 
And that is awesome. Doesn't matter if we're going to a powerlifting meet. Doesn't matter if we're going to a funeral. Doesn't matter if we're going to you know a wedding. Doesn't matter if we're going to whatever the hell it may be. I know the version of you that's going to show up. And I know if it's not you, then something is wrong. I love how you listed, sorry, you listed funeral as the second thing. Well, it's more likely these days. I mean, like, let's be real here. Like, not many people are inviting people to weddings right now. And realistically, right now, we don't have that many people that are going to invite us to a wedding. We know more people right now that are going to invite us to a funeral than to a wedding. That's morbid. It's true, though. Mm-hmm. But then the second part. Oh, yes. What, what do I find endearing about women? Yeah. I... That's a hard... Appreciate. Appreciate. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna take this down an attraction standpoint. I'm going to take. Well, yeah, this... you didn't take the other one. So let's... <coughs> yeah. Well, no. What I mean by that is, is like, I, I I'm I'm kind of wondering whether or not this person, whoever it was, meant this question as like, a, what do I appreciate in women? Like, what what you know? I appreciate the fact that women. In my opinion, like, and I'm going to take this down one road just for a brief moment. I believe that the future of powerlifting, which is something that's very near and dear to me, is female. And I don't just say that. I don't, I'm not just like, oh, yeah, whatever. It, I genuinely, to my core, believe that the future of powerlifting as a sport is female. Because if you look at the past few years... Males have been, don't get me wrong, exponentially improving, but on a much lower fashion than women. And if you see the the strength that these women are producing, you're starting to see the tide turn in that women aren't afraid to be strong anymore. And you're starting to see these women come out and they hit these massive totals and just not give a shit about what happened along the way to get there. Whereas, you know, you used to see these girls who were like, well, I'm strong, but I don't want to be bigger than 141 or 148. I, I, I'm strong, but I don't want to go over 165. Now you've got girls coming out of nowhere who are like, yeah, I'm 280, but guess what? I just put up a 2,000 pound total. Okay, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm one, 181, 200 pounds, but I just put up, a, you know, what would be considered a quote unquote man's total, which is really starting to blur the lines of what people in powerlifting are calling a man's total, which is awesome to me because I've always thought that was a really stupid expression. So like, I really got to say that in my opinion, one of the things that I appreciate about women is their resiliency in the essentially what is a very skewed environment. Now, again, I'm not one of these guys that believes in toxic masculinity as mass media, would like to portray it because I do think that we do need a strong masculine presence, but not overbearingly strong, strong from a protective standpoint, strong from a defensive standpoint and strong from strong for your partner, not strong in spite of your partner. But at the same time, I really like that women are stepping up and saying, I can be strong too. And that's the coolest thing to me. And something that I really like, especially, and, and I know I keep going back to powerlifting, but it's, it's where I'm seeing some of the healthiest relationships flourish, is these relationships where you see husband and wife, or boyfriend and girlfriend, or training partners, or whatever, start to push themselves off of each other's numbers almost directly, rather than on a coefficient scale. 
you're starting to see some of these power couples where, you know, the guy may have an 1800 pound total, but guess what? His significant other has a 1500 pound total and it's starting to edge in on his numbers. And like, you're really starting to see some of these women come over and start to push guys from the standpoint of, guess what, dude, I'm coming for you. I'm not coming for other women. I'm coming for you. And that's an awesome thing to me. And like, I really want to see some of this toxic masculinity garbage go out the window and just everybody be strong for the sake of being strong. And that doesn't necessarily even mean strength for the sake of actually physical strength. I'm talking about mental strength. I love the fact that my page is full of women who are gun instructors now. I'm seeing more and more 2A advocates and you know, different firearms instructors. I've seen new hand-to-hand combat instructors. You, you've got more women in bare-knuckle boxing now than I can count on both hands. And these are women who are literally, by the way, if anybody doesn't know what bare-knuckle boxing is, they are women who are boxing one another with their knuckles open. They're wrapped from the wrist down. And they are bare-knuckle beating each other bloody in the ring for minutes at a time. And I got news for you. I know plenty of men who could not stand up to two minutes, couldn't stand up to one minute of somebody bare-knuckle punching them in the face for long periods of time. And the fact that these women are just stepping out of nowhere and going, yeah, I'm beautiful, I may have an OnlyFans, I may have all of these things, but uh, guess what? On the weekends, I like to go to the gym, wrap up my wrists, and then beat on people's faces. And, like, that is a really cool thing to me. And, like, I, I got to say, like, the capacity for what these lines used to be is just starting to get blurry. And it's awesome to me because I never thought that there should be two separate things. Like, I used to hate when people are like, well, <coughs> you should never hit a woman because they can't hit back. Well, that's not entirely true anymore because now I've got news, got news for you. There's some of these women that are walking on the street that if they bare knuckle punch you in the face, I hope you can fight. <laughs> because if you cut them off in traffic, they're coming at you hard. What? I, I'm getting a weird look from you right now and I'm going off on it. I feel like I'm going off on a tirade. I'm just listening. So I'm going to I'm going to wrap that whole long spiel up into the fact that I like the fact that women are starting to diversify themselves and are starting to be internally, mentally, and physically strong in themselves and not as reliant on the male presence for strength. And I really appreciate those that are starting to turn it towards being strong together instead of one or the other being strong in a relationship. Got it. It was a lot. I'm processing it. Fair enough. <laughs> what? It was good. Why are you looking at me like that? Because it's your turn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> My turn for what? So that question was directed towards you because I put a box about what people wanted from you. All right, hit me with the next one. But no. <laughs> You want me to answer what I love most about you? No, I, we'll we'll move on. That's fine. We'll we'll just make sure somebody asks it on a different episode. It's fine. 
we'll just we'll we'll turn this we'll, we'll label this podcast introduction slash grilling my husband. Perfect. I love it. Thank you. You came up with the episode name. Love it. How to put a Viking on a grill? Uh, I'll give you a an easy one. Angela wants a shout out. <laughs> a real turn of events. So um, yes. Angela wants a shout out from you. She loves you and she misses you. I love Angela as well. See, there you go. That was a good one. That was an easy one. I'll make sure to let her know what happened. (laughs) Hey, you have to get through the women spiel. And right after, it's you, baby. All right. Uh, What? Oh, boy. What got you into kink hmm sorry it's a really whoo 180 there but that was a question well i mean technically that was actually a decent segue considering i'm pretty sure angela just went to like a fet life party or something so hopefully her nobody at her hospital listens to this podcast um but uh i Do you know what it is? And and this is funny because I'm going to make a bit of a joke in this, but it is actually true. I think that nerd culture got me into kink. And I think that any male or female who watched a lot of cartoons when they were younger was pretty much only destined to be into one thing, and that was kinky shit. Because if you look at any cartoon or live-action show in the, like early to late 90s it was spandex latex shiny shit bondage and like loose references to sex because like i mean even if you go back as far as thundercats like let's be real here you've got chitara in a fucking leotard and you literally have her stealing tigra's whip to tie people up And literally, like, the whole time she's flirting with them. Like, let's be real here. Like, when you've got culture that is supposed to be cartoon shows making references. Like, even you look at, like, like people make jokes all the time about memes about how everybody wants to know why I'm into latex. And then they show images of, like, Kim Possible, the villains wearing latex, Catwoman wearing latex. (laughs) Exactly. Like, all all of these things, like, were slowly subjecting us to like latex and spandex and all of these things so it's only reasonable that as you're getting older that guess what like i'm sorry like all these guys were like yeah the pink power ranger was my first crush bull fucking shit i got news for you my first crush was like the original michelle pfeiffer catwoman when she was threatening to beat the shit out of batman Because she literally comes out of a building after she just blew it up, does three cartwheels, and then kicks him in the teeth. Like, sorry, that's my kind of woman. Like, there's no way that I'm like, oh, the pink Power Ranger who shoots and misses shit all the time. And then somehow I'm not supposed to be attracted to a woman wearing leather with a whip? Do you have a moment? Go ahead. To talk about MKUltra and, um... (laughs) Oh, God. The programming. Clearly, that was going on. Anyways. Okay, continue. 
No, but like I seriously, I think and it's funny because it my upbringing in cartoons and in like I guess would be quote unquote pop culture made me into the person that I am today. I would say that a hundred percent. Considering if you think about two things, I like kinky fucking sex, and I want to be the biggest fucking human that I can be. I want to be inhuman. Why? Because I watch nothing but Dragon Ball Z and all of these other things and anime shows where guys just got bigger and got stronger, got pissed and got bigger and got stronger. So that's it. Like literally, I just want to be inhumanly large and surrounded by leather clad, latex clad <laughs> women. Like big shock. And then anime culture made it even worse, considering, like, literally, I'm, like, 13 when I got into anime. Might might have even been younger. And that was even worse, because that was nothing but, you know, <laughs> big-boobed women with huge asses in, like, very, very, very minimal clothing. And I'm sure I'm going to get thousand messages about how it's weird that I'm talking about cartoons. But I got news for you. Any male under the age of 16, some over the age of 16, if they see anything that looks like a boob at, you know, that age, <laughs> they're starting <laughs> They're starting to get aroused. So when you're literally watching a cartoon show and it cuts from whatever fight scene you just watched and you've got a character now in a bikini that's barely covering her nipples and, like, you know, it's clearly just, like, ridiculous... And you're sitting there as, like, this prepubescent or, you know, mid-pubescent adult just sitting there going, well, I guess this is what I'm into now. As you're sitting here confused between the fact that you just watched a fight scene and now you're slowly relating fighting and that in the same sentence. And now you're like, all right, well, I guess fighting gets me off, too. And then we've got movies like Mr. and Mrs. Smith that come out where, of course, I'm the kid that was raised on guns. And going back to the how I was raised question, everybody else was out in the yard with their dad going, this is how you throw a ball. My dad's like, here's a flechette grenade, and this is the cook-off time. <laughs> so, big shock that I watch, the, you know, watch these movies, and I'm more into the girl who's like, you know, would, would you actually want to use the Colt 1911 or the Beretta M9 when we go knock, no-knock raid this house? And then, honey, you picked me. <laughs> Which I've already ruined you. It's totally fine. But yeah, I guess the way that I, I... I really think the way that I got into kink was I was conditioned into it. And then normal sex was boring very, very quickly for me. Because and the funny thing is, is that if you actually go back to talk to anybody at my high school, I was the biggest cheating piece of shit known to man. But in all reality, I just had a father who flat out told me that any relationship that I had in high school was bullshit. And that I should just spend my time learning what I liked. And even though I tried to tell more than half of these people that I was involved with that, dude, I just want to fucking, you know, fuck around and find out. Everybody's like, no, I'm going to be the one to get him to settle down. It's like, no, you're not, but good luck trying. And, you know, and then they were surprised. What do you mean you were with so-and-so? Crazy. I know. It's like I told you this was going to happen. But then, literally, like, it was just, who does freakier shit? And that was the whole rigmarole for a while that literally was just like, all right, well, you know, so-and-so will do this. Well, what will she do? And then find out what she does. And then it's like, okay, well, she will do this. Then what does she do? And it's just, it was just a weird 
tri- slip, trip, and fell into kink life, and then just and the funny thing is, is as I got older, I got bigger, and then the people who wanted vanilla sex didn't want to have anything to do with me anyway because they looked at me and was like, "It probably hurts," because I've been told multiple times, "Do you know how to be gentle?" And the answer is no, unequivocally no. I do not know how to be gentle because gentle for me is ouch for most. Can confirm. I I didn't think you were going to have any doubt of that. <laughs> like anybody else who's like, he, he's so gentle. Gentle for me is I hope it's made industrial grade. More than anyone needed to know about me right now. Thank you. What? Um, that you're durable? Yes. So, I mean, I don't need to answer that question anyways. But the answer is, you're the reason that I got into King. So, Shocking! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because she met me and she was like, what does this one do? And then I showed her and she's like, I like that. And here we are. Next question. I'm out of questions. You're out of questions. I am. I I finished the questions. We did finish the questions. Congratulations. Yes. You guys have made it through the questioning segment of the intro podcast. So, since we finished that segment of the podcast, (laughs) do you have any closing remarks? Anything you want to ask me? Anything you want to pose to the listeners. Um, Why did you want me on here? (laughs) I wanted you on here because, one, the people love us. And, I mean, I love you. So, that's just a fun time. Um, Two, because, like you said already, you... (laughs) Piece of shit. (laughs) You're fucking shit-eating grin. You already know the answer. You research what we're going to talk about. So you know a lot about what we're going to talk about. You ask good questions about what we're going to talk about. And you know a lot about a lot, which is really irritating. Um, And if you want me to answer the question about what I love about you, it's that you're smarter than me because rarely people are smarter than me. And it irritates the living fucking shit out of me. You're smarter than me, but you are, and I like that a lot. And um, that is why I wanted you on because you can come up with a wide variety of topics and different ways to think about things, and um, you make a lot of sense, and you're very logical. And I'm not logical uh, 50% of the time, I'm uh. Works 50% of the time, every time. (laughs) Whatever mood I'm feeling, that's what I am. And then, like, the other 50% is logical. But, like, if I'm irritated or, like, I'm really feeling something, I can't be logical. But to be fair, that's just women. Uh, So, why are you making that face? Can't make generalizations like that anymore. This is 2021. I am going to make that generalization. Anyways, so, any last words? Anything you want to clear up? Anything you want to say? 
Um, it's the future of the new podcast. I had to kick it off. And, yeah. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern. Anybody who's watched Family Guy knows that. Of course you would make that reference because I don't watch Family Guy. Thank you so much. What? Well, you're, uh, that's it. You asked me any last words. <laughs> Those are your last words? That's the last words. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern. All right. You heard it here first. Those were the last words. Um, so we look forward to having you on. <laughs> Thank you so much for your input, Kyle. Um, and from here on out, obviously, you won't hear me call him Kyle because that's fucking weird and I never say his name. So... That's also a TKS reference whenever we said Kyle. It was Kyle. Love you so much. And I love you guys. And thank you for listening. And we hope to bring you some really interesting conversations with a lot of cool fucking people uh, for the rest of the first season. And these will come out every two weeks, I have decided. So you're hearing this. It will be on... November 15th, 2021, that I launched this podcast. So every two weeks after that, we will have a new episode for you with um, <laughs> um, some new intriguing topic. So thank you, love you, and um, I guess I could say aloha again, right? That's aloha and goodbye. Aloha is hello and goodbye. Aloha!